Hi friends, it's Kayla Rannon. Welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you guys as always. It's so weird. I didn't record any episodes last week because I didn't have my computer. It was getting repaired. So I was really grateful actually that I pre-set to publish last week's episode because I would not have had an episode for you guys this week or last week if that happened. But we made it work, got my laptop back just in time for me to record this intro for you guys, and I'm so excited about today's episode. It's the last in my academia series for now, and I'm excited to chat with someone who is a 1L in law school. So you've gotten to see my experience, you've gotten to see Tia's experience, who's a JD MBA student, and you got to see a PhD student's experience in academia and how we got there and why we're doing it that kind of thing and I'm really excited to chat with a 1L now who has been in law school the entire time during COVID and applied during COVID and just hear her experience with it and why she chose law school why she chose grad school and there's so much more in this episode so definitely stay tuned but I want to do a quick suck and sweet of the week and my suck of the week is really just that that my laptop was out of commission and had to get the battery repaired so I didn't have a laptop all week last week and you know not having your own things just I felt naked I was really scrambled to get things done by not having my own stuff my calendar my to-do list yeah I had it on my phone but not having it on my computer where I could see it all like laid out for me was very stressful and because of that I had to push so much back to this week now that I have my own laptop so just things are a little crazy at the moment so my suck of the week is just the you know the mayhem that happened because of that but I had to get my laptop fixed because we could not have my laptop turning off and just freezing on me and just dying on me during the bar exam um that would not have been good or fun so I was proactive about that so that was my suck of the week and my sweet of the week is that I'm actually really happy I'm doing so well. I'm so happy right now. I'm overwhelmed and I am busy, but I'm happy because I know what I'm doing is for a bigger purpose. There's a reason why I'm doing everything. I love what I am doing or it serves a bigger purpose in my life. And I am truly just meeting and reconnecting and finding people in my life that are meant to be there and meant to be in my life and, you know, are so incredible friends, mentors, people in general like I'm just so so grateful for the people I have in my life and it just makes me really happy to know that I am starting to build a community around myself an emotional support system and you know I'm just I'm loving what I'm doing and it's crazy I have 98 days till graduation that is absolutely insane I It just, my mind is blown. There's been some really crazy networking calls and opportunities that I've had the last few weeks and just talking to them about my journey, talking to people about those calls. It just, it really puts into perspective how far I've come and how close we really are to finishing this degree. And by we, I mean my class, but me in particular, how close I am to being done. And if you listen to my episode on what law school has taught me so far, you know that I'm just ready for it all to be over, but I'm very grateful for this experience. So my sweet of the week is just that I am, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, and I'm just really excited for all that's to come because there's so many great things 
in the works and I can't wait to share them all with you. So with having so many things going on and so many things in the works, this week's episode is a perfect person to chat because not only is she a 1L in law school, she's also an entrepreneur and she's one of my friends and she looks up to me, which just baffles me. But I also look up to her because she is handling it all so gracefully and that's something that I hope to embody one day as well. So without further ado, please meet my friend and classmate, Bryce. Hi, Bryce. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I'm really excited to chat with you because you are one of my classmates. You are a 1L here at the University of Tennessee College of Law. And, you know, I was a 1L two years ago and my experience was completely different than yours has been because I got to start before COVID and you started within it. And just wanted to talk a little bit about what that kind of has done to your law school experience, but really just take it back. Like why law school? Why'd you come to law school? Why, why Tennessee? Why law school? Okay. So honestly, I'll start off by saying like, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I have no family in Tennessee. I know I didn't know anyone in the state of Tennessee, um, even undergrad at Auburn, where I got my undergraduate degree, I didn't know anyone in Alabama. Like my family's from up north and Atlanta, really. So um, honestly, it was kind of like I used to see attorneys like on TV when I was little, and I was like, okay, they seem like they have like really confident. It was really the confidence that was so crazy. I was like, I need to be whatever I do. I want to be able to hold myself like that. Like when I get older, I want to be able to like speak like that. I want to be able to like present like that or have people be able to depend on me or something like that and then I had no idea what it entailed like what do you do to become an attorney like what is the first step I had no idea but actually um, I graduated a semester early from Auburn in 2019 I was supposed to be May 2020 but um, the summer before my last semester I went to South Africa. I studied abroad in Cape Town, South Africa. That's so cool. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. A while ago, I studied French and international business and I had been to France um, and I was like, I want to do something different, something really, really cool. All my friends were going to Europe, you know, Greece, like London, like all those places were like popular hotspots for summer study abroad. But I was like, I want to do something kind of wild. Um, So went to Africa never been to Africa before. Um, Cape Town is a beach town. It's it's at the very tip of the whole continent. It's so cool, but it's known. So people know about apartheid and their civil rights movement is so fresh, still going on. Um, so there's so much history, like recent history. And I noticed while we're doing tours and learning about the city that so many powerful, inspiring people, people there that led those movements were attorneys. So many people that like put themselves at the forefront of a bunch of movements were attorneys. And so I really, I was really scared because that was, like I said, senior year of my undergraduate degree, which is pretty late in the game to decide to become an attorney. So um, I was like, okay, let me, when I got back, I was like, I need to figure out, like, I have no attorneys in my family. Like I'm first generational, generation law student. Um, I was like, what are even the steps? Like, Bryce, you want to be an attorney. You know now, like, what exactly you want to do. Like, I'm sure, like, you have so many interests. You're so good at so many things. Like, you're creative. Um, You can talk to people, and you're smart. Like, you can go either way. And I think that's difficult for someone who has more than just 
one interest. Like I want to absolutely be, like the characteristics of being an attorney were what I wanted, but I didn't necessarily necessarily be like, I want to be an attorney. Like if that makes yeah. sense. like anything that had that confidence or I don't know, really, I was just like, I have to figure this out. So when I studied abroad, I figured it out. I was like, I want to make a change. I want to be at these tables that make the rules and reason for people and like fight for people, all these things, like the people that were fighting for people of color and for equal, equal rights, all those things, they were attorneys. And I was like, I need to figure out how I can get to those rooms and to those people that make the rules. Like who says, yeah, like they need someone like I want to know very curious, I guess my curiosity about, why the world does yeah have you uh, have you seen Hamilton I haven't I was supposed to see it there's a quote in one of the songs and I think it comes up throughout the musical but it's like I want to be in the room where it happens and that's what I was thinking of as you were saying that um and that's so cool I studied abroad in London well outside of London actually um and I also graduated a semester early from undergrad and I didn't take the LSAT. I took the LSAT that semester, but I didn't apply to law school until after I graduated college. So, you know, I, I was in a similar situation to you, um, but I always had known I had wanted to go to law school. But I think it's really cool that you saw these lawyers and were like, I want to embody that confidence. And I think that, I don't know, that's really cool. Your confidence definitely shows. And I think in the curiosity shows too. And I I think those are two really great traits of a law student and a lawyer and just a person in general. So I don't know, it's crazy how that story came about. And so, yeah, so you graduated from undergrad, you decide, okay, now I want to go to law school. You go through the process of applying to law school. Why'd you pick Tennessee? Um, honestly, I had, so this is 2019. I got my first single internship, started taking the LSAT, did the prep courses, did terrible on the LSAT because I, I don't know, but I was like, I'm going to someone's law school. Like I'm applying everywhere, every single place I can t- I can apply to. Like I'm going to apply. Like I feel like you know that like hungerness you kind of get when you know you know that you know that you know. My dad says that all the time. When you know that you know that you know that this is recalling, this is what you need to do. Um, and even though I don't have it figured out, I was like, I need to get into someone's law school. So I applied to schools in California. I applied to schools in New York. I applied to Alabama. I applied to Florida schools. I applied everywhere I could. So many schools. Um, And actually, when I finally got it right, got the LSAT score I needed um, immediately, the next day, I had already sent off my applications because, again, I was a little bit late because I was like, I'm going to try one more time. I know I can do better. So I applied again, took the last LSAT offered in 2021. Yeah. Took the last LSAT LSAT that was offered of the year, I think. And then like a week later, Tennessee had accepted me. And I was like, I've never been to Knoxville, never really been to Tennessee. I've been to Chattanooga because it's really close to Atlanta. But I was like, I've never been to Knoxville. What is Knoxville? So I came with my grandma and my mom and we did a little tour. And I was like, okay, this is really, really nice. And I also did athletic recruiting in um, undergrad. So at Auburn, I helped recruit for Auburn football. And we lost a lot of recruits to like Tennessee sometimes. Like they would pick Tennessee over Auburn. I was like, what does the University of Tennessee have that we don't? 
I never Interesting. Knew, I never knew until I came to look at the law school and it just felt very comfortable. It's very different from especially Atlanta in general. It's just like the mountains, the the vibes. It really was all vibes. I'll say that. There's no really It's funny because I had a similar experience. So I applied to law school in January and I got admitted in like March. Yeah. And I came to admitted students day and the first thing I'm from Florida, I'm from Miami and I applied everywhere to all up and down the East coast, as far West as Chicago. I didn't go West coast, but I applied all up and down the East coast, applied to Florida schools. I applied to schools in North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, DC, New York, like everywhere. And I got into some Florida schools and I got in here and I only applied because they came to my undergrad and gave me a fee waiver. And I was like, might as well apply. I had never, I've been to Gatlinburg. Yeah. I had never been to any other part of Tennessee. Well, I'd been to Nashville once for one day. So I was like, I, I don't know, Tennessee. I've never been to Knoxville. I had never even heard of Knoxville. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the students day and see what it's like. Cause growing up in Miami, I had been to FIU's law campus. I'd been to UM's campus. I knew what Stetson looked like. And I was like, I'm going to go check it out. And I walk in and I was like, I can see myself spending time here. It's comfortable. It's warm. It's inviting. And right away I met two people from Florida. Yeah. One was at, one was in law school. She was going to be a three L and one was an admitted student like me. And we just bonded. We clicked. And that 3L became my mentor. And she's one of my best friends now. And then the other girl is now one of my friends. And I just felt like I I can see myself here. And turns out later that I don't fit in here and I don't belong here. But I'm glad that I came here because it pushed me to grow in ways that I never would have grown had I gone to any other law school. So I'm grateful for that. But it's funny that it was a similar experience for you, the vibes. And like That's funny about Auburn and like losing recruits here. Interesting. Like, what is going on in Knoxville? And like, I didn't even know where the University of Tennessee was, so I didn't even know it was Knoxville. Like, like you said, is Knoxville, but there's something here. People really love it here, and yeah, they do. Will I stay here? No, I know I'm not staying here again. (laughs) No, like really, like I'm sure I'll have friends. I have friends now that feel like family, like the connections, you know. But this is just like not my home I know for a fact like you're moving back home like it's just not this is not my like home yeah for school amazing highly recommend it I think yeah I think it's a great school environment because there is things to do it is a city but it's a small city and you kind of are able to focus on just school as well which is what I needed if I would have gone to school in Miami I would not have focused solely on school. And I mean, I didn't even being here because I had so much going on in my personal life, but I would have taken any opportunity to be like, oh, let's go out. It's Friday night. Like, where is everyone going? I'm going to go. Whereas here, don't have that. Um, So I totally understand. And yeah, so you came to law school and how has it been? What was law school what you expected it to be? Honestly, I had like, I knew the only expectation I had was, was for law school to be extremely hard. That's all I knew. I knew, I didn't know about how the classes worked. I didn't know how long the classes were. I didn't know how they graded. I didn't know any technical thing about law school at all. Um, And I just expected from like people talking about it and attorneys that I knew, like 
But law school is just a really challenging thing. That's the only thing I knew about it. But like, if you're going to do it, it's going to be hard. Don't go if you don't really want to be an attorney or if you don't, which I found out like everyone's not true. Yeah, completely not true. Um, And but all I knew is that was going to be difficult, like to earn that degree at the end of the three years. Do you think if you would have known beyond that it was gonna be difficult, like if you had known what it entailed and what it really looked like, you would have still done it or yeah, was ignorance bliss. And like, you're just like, you know, that's what you wanted. You just did it. I do think ignorance is bliss because that's the only thing I did now. So love that for me because I don't have any pressure. I didn't have any pressure from having like, there's nothing, obviously nothing bad about having a bunch of attorneys in your family, but I don't have any of that. Like my parents are entrepreneurs, my whole family are entrepreneurs. So I didn't have any attorney like trying to maneuver or create this lane for me. Like I get to create my own path and I get to do like, you have mentors and all those things that help you out. But ignorance is really is bliss. I don't research every little thing. Like I don't go into class and I need to know the percent of every little assignment. Like I just know, do what you're going to do, whatever they say, do, do it. And that's all you can do to your best ability. But yeah, I think ignorance honestly is bliss. I would never try to be so deeply like, I don't know, just like nitpicky about and putting that pressure on myself like I 100% agree I I I am also first generation law school student I don't have any lawyers in my immediate family someone like very distant from us but I had no pressure going in either and I agree it I'm not one of those people who looks up everything about a class determining to take it like I just I do what I'm told and I do it to my best ability and I just I'm focusing on the bigger picture. I'm not being so micro about it. And I think if you get caught in the micro and the minutia, it can get really, really tough because then you're, it's even harder. And you make it harder for yourself, I think, in that sense. And so I, I'm with you on that, just looking at it like bigger picture and just getting, you know, doing what you need to do to get through and moving forward. Um, so I agree. And you mentioned your parents were on, are entrepreneurs and you are also an entrepreneur. Um, you own your own clothing business. So how did, talk about Boundless. Where did that come from? When did you start it? What is it? What is Boundless? So in 2019, so obviously the whole, not 2019, 2020. In 2020, that's when COVID like started popping off like so seriously. It still is a very serious issue, but like so new to everyone. Nothing that anyone really has seen before. And so stuck in the house a lot. like I'm sure similar to you I I travel a lot travel is what makes me happy um my family like put that like we just travel see the world see what's out there from a very young age so it was just really hard not being able to really even go to the grocery store at the time like they're like don't go anywhere like stay in the house so um part of me has always because like my family my parents are entrepreneurs I've I actually did not know people worked for other people until I was like 12. It was like a career day or something. And people <laughs> parents came in, started talking about like, oh, like I do this and this and this. I'm like, I figured out, I was like, I thought everyone worked for themselves. Like it was so crazy. That was like the biggest, like. It's an interesting way to grow up though. Very, very I interesting. Like- I, didn't, I didn't see anything else really. I mean, especially when you're little, you're not asking your friend's parents like what they do, like more as yeah. we get we're trying to make those connections and things but 
Uh, yeah, I thought everyone's an entrepreneur. So part of me has always, I made my mind like when I was like 13, I'm, I want to own my own business. I want to do something. I want to control it. I want to make my own hours. I want to do everything like my way. Um, but I'm a really like, I'm a rule follower. So it's not an authority issue. I will tell me I can't do something. And most of the time, like a rule, I will follow it. I'm a follower of rules like all the times. But I just always felt like when it comes to work, I feel like no one's as passionate as you are about what you want to get done. So I was like, I need to create this for whatever I'm going to do. I just made my mind entrepreneurship. Didn't know what it was going to be. But on a smaller level during the pandemic, my sister and I were like, we're wearing sweats. We are lounging around the house. We are wearing biker shorts and hoodies. There was not, I think I went through all 2020 without putting on like real pants, like real (laughs) jeans and uh, like, like trousers or whatever um and I was like I honestly love always loved clothes always loved streetwear you know Atlanta is like the streetwear place like in the southeast I would say because you know New York LA those are like the streetwear yeah um yeah just lounging on the house and just wanting to be an entrepreneur I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do I want to go to law school but I had done really bad on the LSAT I was like so I have a whole nother year to like do something before I know I will like I was determined I'm like I'm going to school but for right now while I'm studying and doing other things I know that this part of me the entrepreneur part of me like really wants to come out right now and I couldn't fight it I was just really looking at other people's businesses and I just wanted to do it so yeah we started a loungewear um line we do we start with sweatshirts and sweatpants and a crop top. And that was it. We launched with like three different things of three different colors. Very simple. There were only three little items on the store. And then we expanded. And yeah, that's where it came from. We we're just stuck in the house, wanting to be entrepreneurs, loving clothes, big with girly girls. Like we didn't want to yeah. look like moms, but we want some type of sophisticated, cute loungewear because we weren't leaving the house or anything. Yeah. I think that's so special. Like I said, it's a cool way to grow up no, like having entrepreneurs as parents and seeing that as, you know, your foundation for career and business and knowing from a very young age, you want to own your own thing and be, and, and it's true what you say, like nothing, if it's your idea no one can do it better than you. And, you know, you didn't know what it was going to be, but you knew it was gonna be something. And then you had this time sitting around and you were like, this needs, to, like, it's something inside of me is telling me like I need to pursue this. And I think, I don't know. That's really special because I, I, again, we have a lot of similarities, which is why I wanted to have you on. That was what propelled me to start the podcast while I was in law school. You started Boundless entering, but knowing you were going into law school, but waiting until it was your time to come into law school and you are pursuing it while you're a, a law school student. So, um, and doing something that, you know, fits into your life and your lifestyle and it makes sense for you because of your interest in fashion and streetwear and comfy loungewear sets like it makes so much sense so I want to ask you about what it's like to create a clothing company what what was the process like from okay I know this is what I want to do I have an idea how did you you know manufacture it market it because you're running a business so yeah. you're doing all of those things. What that, what does that entail? And like, honestly, the connections of being an entrepreneur, like starting a business. And now that I'm in the second year of, or second semester of classes, getting into business formations, like the LLCs, the corporations, all that stuff. 
I already knew a lot of that through just starting my own business. So it's like day one is like, how do you even start the entity of your own business? And like you go to your like state's website and you figure out how do I even operate (laughs) in the state of Georgia and have a legally like just in line, like good business that's within the lines of like all the rules and stuff like that. Um, And honestly, like, I just, I looked it up. Like I didn't have anyone really like, I mean, my parents have started businesses obviously, but they were like trying to see if I was actually serious about this. So I did a lot of it like to show, like I'm very serious, I'm doing my own research. So going from like literally opening my laptop, like making a little iced coffee. And I was at, again, no place to go, pandemic, can't go anywhere which honestly was probably like the best thing ever to really focus on whatever you want to focus on that year. Um, But just Googling, like, how do I start a business like in the state of Georgia? Like, how do I do this? How do you open, like I I came up with a checklist, like opening bank accounts. Um, How do you like get the licenses you need? How do you get the, like, whatever you want it to be, like all the things they're all there. Like no one's trying to hide how to become an entrepreneur from anyone. You just have to like sit down and do it just like everything else, like wanting to become an attorney. How do you do that? Like, like I said, I didn't know the steps to doing it. I had to sit down and look at first step. You have to take this, this thing called the LSAT. What is it? I don't know, but I have to sign up for the first, like whatever. So so, like the same thing, I sat down, Googled all the questions I had. Add all the questions written down in like a notebook from Target. And I was like, how do I do this? Next up, this. And just like filling out the forms. And it's honestly, it comes together so quickly. Like I did all the stuff within like one week of, well, you have to send it all off and then they take their time getting back to you. But all the things on my part, I was like, I want to launch this. I picked a launch date um, that got moved twice just because like you only do what you can do, you know, the government and the state, yeah, they take their time with your stuff. It's not urgent really to them, but like you're over here, like a really passionate person. Like I'm gonna launch like a month from now, not true. Two months from now, I was like, not true. It took a few months to like get everything. And then when it came to the clothes, um, we custom make our um, clothes, like our sweatsuits are custom. So the measurements, the trying it on different bodies, all those things like that was like something that took longer than I really thought because you want to be so inclusive of sizing and fit right and the quality. I have very sensitive skin. So I was like, how, what, what type of fabric to choose that won't irritate you? I don't know about everyone else, but when I wear like a hoodie, the most 100% of the time I'm wearing like a sports bra under it. I'm not really wearing like an extra t-shirt. So anything that touches your skin is just very, very important for it to like not break you out or be irritable like to your body. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of things that kept popping up, but that's the thing. It's like, it's not, no one's trying to hide how to become an entrepreneur. It's just like, you have to be accepting that you know nothing. Like just humble yourself, know that whatever you thought you were, you're not yet you're getting there, but you have to hop over all the things that pop up. It's not an obstacle. It's just like how things are. Like to set up a business, you have to check, 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 and then you're good. I think that's so important. I love that you said that. And also that, you know, your parents, even though they know what it entails, they kind of made you do it on your own. And that's such a valuable lesson as well. Um, And also that, you know, even knowing that you had to, the task of figuring it all out and it can be daunting for people 
you were so passionate about it that you are willing to put in the work and wait for, you know, things to fall into place for it to come together. And I think that's really cool. So you have since expanded. It's been a year now and you are now a law student. How do you balance? Because one all year is hard. It's an adjustment. First semester, I think the hardest part about law school is honestly the adjustment phase Mm -hmm. into especially being a student again, if you've been out for a little while or just a different type of learning, the systems that are already in place, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but how do you balance being a law student and a business owner? I honestly, and like you swiped up to it, but like people were asking me in my DMs and honestly, I'm a very, I'm a spiritual person. Um, I have been since like birth. I don't know. It wasn't something that was forced on me. It was something that I naturally just drew to because, um, again, my family being, it's the spirit of being like, I feel like an entrepreneur is like just letting people, appreciating other people for who they are and what they want to be and their dreams, passions. Um, it's like a celebration of individuality. So my parents both like embody that. So with all their kids, we could like believe what we want, do what we want, become whatever, as long as we're good, productive citizens of society, (laughs) my parents are like, be you and do it, do it, be a good you, be the best you ever. But um, I I choose to be a spiritual person. Um, So I honestly could not, I don't take credit for how I balance. Um, It's not like something's always kind of getting the, like the short end of the stick in my life. Balance is such a I'm not sure if I really do believe in balance because sometimes you have those days where like, oh, everything's like, everything's somehow evened out and I got everything done. But also when I zoom out of that one day, I'm like, but I also spent like three days straight working on this paper. And then I spent like two hours that day working on my business. I should have spent this. Like, but I take, like, I do not take credit for being like a happy person at the end of the day, like a full, whole person. Um, God honestly has done so much for me um as I operate in a way that tries to just like please him and like not doing things out of like selfish things being grateful for the things that I do like I wanted this I want to be a business owner I want to be a lawyer so if you want those things you have to find peace and joy in the process of those things because if you complain every step of the way um oh I hate my schedule I hate this. It's like, when I saw my schedule, I was like, dang, (laughs) like for the second semester, I'm there like nine to five in law school. It's like nine, first class at nine, I get out at 4.15. I have to wake up at 5.30 to go spin class, run my business for two hours, like do emails, do emails during lunch hours, post on social media for my business, do marketing emails, respond to the accountant, all the things are sprinkled in between. But I cannot complain because I knew, like we just said, I knew I was going to law school. I was going to someone's law school somewhere in the country. I was going to law school and I still start the business anyway. Like, who would do that? Like, why would you? I didn't have to do any of that. I don't have to work during school, like, on something that, like, depends on me. Like, you have a job. Like, you don't have to, like, be an entrepreneur and start a whole business and have everything on your shoulders. So I did that to myself on purpose. So I'm not going to complain, you know, and just be very grateful that it's absolutely. I think that's so true. And I, I agree with you. I don't think balance really, it's a myth. 
because something is always going to fall to the back burner. You're not going to get to everything you want to get done, but I'm a firm believer that if you are passionate about something and, or it serves a bigger purpose, you need to do it. And the things that don't fall into either of those categories, see what you can eliminate. And the more you just refocus and eliminate as you go, you start honing in on what's meant for you and what you want to be doing. And you're because you want it, you're willing to put in the work and yeah, some it's never going to be perfect. And you're always going to be, you know, something's always going to fall to the wayside, but I think, yeah, balance is a myth. And I, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, you didn't, like you said, you didn't have to do it, but you chose to, because you wanted to, and that's the most important thing. Like no one's forcing you to do anything. And even in law school, which is what I want to get to next is like, we immediately come into law school and get inundated with this is what law school is like. This is what your, your goals should be for graduation. This is how you're going to succeed in law school. And they lay out a roadmap for you. And very quickly on, I was like, that's not for me. I'm, you know, I'm, I want to be here. I want to be a lawyer. I want to have my law degree to propel me in life, but this system that's set up the way that it's been done for decades and the way that it'll continue being done because some people are going to do that and that's okay, but that system isn't meant for me. Um, and you're, you're, you're doing the same thing. You're, you're kind of, you're taking from it what you need to take from it and using what you're learning in law school to help you be a better entrepreneur in the future and succeed in life. However you choose to you know, whatever you choose to do, whether it is a traditional law practice or using a law degree in another way or not using a law degree at all, but using it to help you be a better entrepreneur. So I, uh, I, I, I appreciate that people are like, the more people are starting to be, be like that and that are open about, you know, doing other things than just law because law school does a really good job and law in general does a really good job of like, you have no life outside of law school or law. Like that is your whole life. That is your purpose. But you and I are both, you know, like there's more to us than just a law student. There's more to us than just a lawyer. You know, we're doing other things. We have other passions. So like, what was your experience with that? Just coming into law school and being like, whoa, like it's not what I expected. And there's some things that I, you know, I'm, that I'm gaining that are good, but there's a lot here that I don't know what the right word is. Not that it doesn't pertain to you. Like, that's not right. But just like that, like, doesn't. It's not, this isn't meant for you. Like this isn't, what doesn't align with what you want for yourself, but like you kind of just have to go get through it or. Yeah. And that's like what I was about to say. Like you, I like the first day of orientation, like they go through all of this and I don't know if they mean to do that or mean to make like that one kid in the class of the 124 kids. Like, I don't know if they like mean to make that one that's like a little different that they don't really know is different yet. Like they honestly don't know who you are really or what you're trying to do. Like you don't even know. So I don't blame like the te- professors or deans or whoever like trying to like get you kickstarted into law school and show you what it's like and like what the traditional routes are because they don't know you. And that's something that I really had to remind myself like they do not know you they don't know really like what your innermost desires are about life they don't know where you want to go they don't know where you want to be in life and so like you said take what you want to take from it that applies you think applies to you and also be like have like 
the ability to also like kind of be a sponge to everything because as an entrepreneur down the road like my goal in life is not to be like a clothing line owner like I don't want to be just that this is just the first thing that I get to have a little bit of entrepreneurship experience with on like a real level but I want to do really really big things and like but they don't know that orientation so you really have to be really confident really really confident in like what you know that you're going to be and really know who you are like you're like you have to because everyone else 90% of your class are going to do that traditional route like I do you agree with that like I would say most people do because I don't know about 90% but I would say significant majority does yeah uh and and then there is a, a subset of that majority who within five to ten to fifteen years out decide to leave traditional practice and become entrepreneurs or do something else. But initially, yeah, the the significant majority. I don't know the actual scratch that actual statistic, but that's not a real statistic. We'll do a disclaimer on that. But um yeah, it's just really like as a 23-year-old coming into law school with your own business with entrepreneur parents and the entrepreneurial background, it's hard for someone to really teach you or be someone that you look at that's like, they get me, you know, like they, but there are, you just have to really seek them out. They like present themselves to you, maybe at like a little networking thing or at like some type of like topic conversation that you're invited to or something. Cause you'll figure out that a lot of people have that side of them at some point they went off the limb a little bit and did something a little different for how long you don't know. But like, it's not like you're like an alien or something. Like people have like an inner desire to do it or they have done it or they're thinking about doing it. It's not like a crazy thought to like go off on your own and do something. So I think like, yeah, just being very confident and reminding myself. And when I say it's every day, it's every single day after class, even after talking to some of my classmates, I have to remind myself, like Bryce, like one, you want to practice not in Tennessee. Like I really want to go to Georgia. I want to go back to Atlanta. Um, I leaving room for God's plan with me, but I really do have all intentions of going back home. So a lot of the opportunities in Tennessee are like firms that are in Knoxville, Nashville, Chattanooga, but they do have offices in other states. You just have to really keep in mind like all those things. The opportunities are there remind yourself what you want and go after it but you have to go out of your way sometimes to really like get what you want out of this experience you know because they don't know you and they will yeah, oh my God. there's so many like I can go so many different directions with everything you just said and like we're going to but yeah. the first one is would you looking back like would you still have gone to law school like knowing what you do now, like that you've been in it, like, do you still like, you kind of touched on it, but like, what is your goal with, within law school? Like, you know, you want to have multiple businesses and you want to, you don't want to just be a clothing owner, clothing store owner, but you know, you're choosing to stay in law school. It's been a lot harder than you expected. You're having to do double duty because you're having to pave your own way. Like you, you always, you wanted to be a lawyer. You were very confident and you want to be a lawyer. Do you still want to be a lawyer? Like you're, are you choosing to stay in law school or are you focusing on other things and using what you've learned in law school now? That is like such a good question. Cause that's the question I had to ask myself after having a really tough first 
semesters. I ask myself this every day. So yeah. you're fine. I mean, yeah, <laughs> honestly, it is something that like you look at what's expected of you and you're like, wow. Or you see like people like your friends, your circles that might be like traveling. Like my friends are in Greece right now. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> here in Knoxville, Tennessee for the next two years, like after this two and a half years doing this, not being able to do those things like for like most of the year, I can't just do that. Even summers, depending on what I choose to do, which is honestly a question mark now because of the question you just asked me. Um, I'm saying I'm going to get my law degree. I'm in this, I'm finishing, I'm doing it, all the things. Now that I feel like I'm in classes too, that I'm learning about how to, like the legal side of being an entrepreneur, because people are really talented in something, like say if you're an artist, but you're not really that in tune with the business side of it, like the accounting, the taxes, the actually forming your business, running it like a business. I would honestly love to, from a legal and from like an advising standpoint, help people start their businesses, stay in line, stay in line with regulation, stay in line with like what's expected of them, making sure their licenses are up to date, making sure that they're like, just all the things of being a good business are there for people that don't know because I didn't know like you're just out here just doing whatever like you feel I think that's such a great goal and I think so many more people are becoming entrepreneurs every single day and there is definitely a market for that Mm -hmm. and so I think yeah I'm on the same boat I I would ask myself that regularly and you know do I still want to be here check in with myself like is this still serving a bigger purpose in my life and my future goals? And the answer was yes, Mm -hmm. no matter how hard it got, because like you said, like you, you touched on it, like you like networking and, you know, there are people who are doing non-traditional things, but you, you have to go out and seek them yourself. They'll present themselves to you if you're out there seeking, but if you're not, then all you see is the, the traditional way. So I think really cool that you said that and that you recognize that so early on in the stage because I think I always recognize that because I've always enjoyed networking and I came into law school with a network already and I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur I I I mean I always said down the road I would like to have multiple streams of income which essentially is part of being an entrepreneur but I had never like concretely thought that until I was already in law school but I have connections through my family and friends back home that would allow me to have that knowledge already. So it's really cool that, you know, you recognize that from such a young age or young time in law school that, you know, you have to go out there and seek yourself and seek your own mentors and people that will help you get to where you want to be. Even within the law school, there's so many. And I think our law school does a really good job of fostering what you want to do and helping you achieve it, even if it's not traditional. Yeah. It's and not, they don't publicize it. We have an entrepreneurial library or I think. Like there's a lot of opportunities here that I see other people in different law schools don't get that opportunity. So I'm very grateful for that. And so I like that, I don't know, as like a mentor and an older person, like it makes me feel really good that you, you're seeing that because that's something that is really underrated and you don't see it happen a lot. And, and I think that's why it feeds into the whole, like there is one system and people leave law five, 10, 15 years later, unhappy and unsatisfied, and then decide to start something new. It's like, they didn't know that they could do it before. They didn't know that there was another path, even if it's not traditional, if it's unconventional, if it's 
scarier or harder sometimes because you're going out there and doing extra work, you know, the simple ways, just going to on-campus interviews and getting a job for a summer that will lead to a firm associateship, you know, going that route. Whereas, you know, we're, we're, we're not doing that and we're choosing actively choosing not to do that. Do you like, so like the feeling, like, do you know that feeling of like, when you see everyone else doing like the same, not the same thing, but everyone's going through, like, no question in their minds, like they're just going to go through this route, like the traditional one. And then you see them like in suits or like their interviews or everyone's doing like competing for the same thing. And you have to like, like, how did you like find that strength inside of you? That's like, I know what I want. Like, I kind of know which route I want to go. How did you like relentlessly stay on that path? Like when you saw everyone else doing? Yeah, it's hard. Honestly, it's really hard. Imposter syndrome gets to you. And someone recently I heard on another podcast say she doesn't call it imposter syndrome. She calls it imposter moments because it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. So I want to start training myself to say that imposter moments. Yeah, I have those moments. Absolutely. But I think, and it's something you, we talked on a little bit ago is, you know, I know what I want. I know my purpose. And I know that my purpose isn't, it wouldn't be fulfilling to go that route. that path that everyone else is on for what I want to do because I know my purpose and something you said like you have to know your purpose for doing things and that is one of the biggest pieces of advice I give to anybody whether it's law school or not primarily law school like people ask like why do you want to be a lawyer or like it's really hard why are you still here because you have a why there's a reason why you're doing it and you know Mine has always been to help people, to make an impact, to inspire people in everything that I do from a very, very young age. And everything that I do, if you look at it, it seems like it's all over the place and it kind of is. But if you look at the bottom line, the common denominator, the common thread is that I'm inspiring people. I'm helping people. I'm making an impact on people by being myself and being vulnerable and sharing my experiences. And, you know, that's my why. So, you know, yeah, I have imposter moments for sure. But I think because I know why I'm doing things and that everything that I'm doing, either I love it or it serves a bigger purpose. And I just have to keep push, like focusing on that, focusing my energy on that instead of letting myself get bogged down by, but everyone else is doing this because it's hard. And sometimes I wish like, I sometimes I wish like, damn, I wish I, you know, would have gone that route I would be a lot more secure financially and I would have a lot more sure of what I'm doing when I graduate in four months. But I had a call today with a lawyer and he asked me what my options were. And I had four options. And I was like, he was like, you're on the ball. You, you know, you're going to be fine. You have options. And I, until he asked me that and I was forced to really think about it, I was like, I'm aimlessly going floating around in the wind. I don't know what I'm doing. Two days ago, another attorney from another law firm asked me in person, point blank, what are you doing this summer? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I realized I I don't have an exact answer, but I have options. Yeah. And so yeah, just reminding myself that I have options and that there's a reason why I'm doing things the unconventional way because it's serving a bigger purpose in my life and that's personal to me. And you know maybe those people haven't figured out their purpose yet. So they're just going with the flow or they have realized that that is their purpose to be that traditional lawyer. And that's okay too. Cause someone needs to do it. 
but that's just not but yeah I just like like you said point yourself in the box like you can I cannot be in the box like I cannot the security especially being like a female in 2022 having multiple streams of income multiple talents multiple like allowing yourself to be everything that you want to be and like people's mindsets like we all have to be the same some people don't want to be everything some people just want to be an attorney they just want to practice law and they want to do it to the best of their ability other people I'm like I have so many missions and things I want to tackle in life that is overwhelming <laughs> it's very overwhelming to have that options that's why you said like I feel sometimes like what am I doing but it's just like really just I have so many options I need to pick one or for now pick what I'm gonna do yeah I don't even think we need to pick one just like prioritize like again balance is a myth and you just have to choose which one that day you are prioritizing because you know we don't need to just again going with back to like you know the one path with everything in life, society tells us there's one path and we are both breaking the mold of that. And it's like, you know, you don't have to pick just one. You can do multiple things. Now we have that luxury in 2022 of doing that. And it's a lot, the odds are stacked against us for sure by being one women and two both minorities, but we have options and we don't have to just pick one. And I think that's something that has not, I'm not gonna say it's never been done before because there's always been people that are underdogs all throughout history, but just it's, it's a lot more accessible and slowly, but slowly we're starting to talk about it a lot more. And I think that's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, something you really, you, you, you've talked about a lot. And from the very beginning, you said confidence and, you know, you saw that lawyers are very confident. You want to embody that confidence, but you are already very confident and you're sure of yourself already. And that is what is allowing you to go on this non-traditional path. And it's something that I see in myself as well. So where does that confidence come from? Or what does confidence mean to you? How do you, you know, we have our imposter moments, but how do you, you know, you said you're very spiritual, but where does the confidence come from within yourself? And just like, how do you remind yourself? Like, no, I got this. I just feel like, honestly, um, very, very fortunate to be around. Like my mother's a very confident woman, um, and just being around confident people, and honestly, being from Atlanta, such a melting pot of different cultures, people, personalities. Um, you know, I just have been around so many different types of people that I've been able to see characteristics of certain people and say, like, I don't know, like awkward middle school years. Like there was a person I would look at and be like. She is so happy. She seems like always like seems happy. We don't really know, but she seems like she says what she wants to say, like, and she's unapologetic about it and she's confident. Like that's something I want to pull. Like that person, that person over there seems like they're just very like intuitive and a good listener. Like I want to pull that trait. I've just been like throughout life seeing people that have like, like the traits that I think are very like, amazing to have and trying to like practice those things more so speaking up like when someone asks me a question or my opinion like being like vocally loud like the volume is like I said what I want to say and I may not be a hundred percent sure but you asked me about my opinion or how I feel like I'm going to be loud about it and I think that honestly just like observing other people and seeing like like I want to be kind of like that, like the mentors and things like that. Like, 
I want to be like her. Like she has like not, you don't know the whole story, but that little part that I see of her like being so proud of herself or seem like she's very sure of herself in this moment right now. And there could be 5,000 other moments that she may not be that way, but I like that. And like, I want to be that unapologetically like myself. Life is way too short. Even at 23 years old, like I cannot imagine going another, like another day. Like we've all hit that one point that we're like trying to figure out who we are. And it's a really desperate point. Like I was very desperate. I believe in like high school, like I want to be who I want to be. And I'm to this desperate point that I cannot stand not being myself anymore. Like I can't. I, wow. Uh, I love that. It, I've always been confident and I like that you, you know, you saw something over here, you saw something over here and you're pulling those traits together and you're, you're building that confidence for yourself and you're pulling these traits and you're embodying those. And over time you, you grow to embody them more and more and more and, you know, fake it till you make it. And then you are that person and super admirable. And I do the same thing. And I think that's super cool. And, but you said like you, it, that point for you was in high school where you were like, I can't go another day without being unapologetically myself. I wish I would have been that person in high school. It took me honestly till probably last year. And while I was in law school, my second year, and not that I wasn't confident at, and up until then, I definitely was, but I don't know if that this has been your experience, but because I've always been so outwardly confident, I have struggled with making friendships and like, I'm really good with adults, really good with children, Mm -hmm. but people, my own age, I struggled so hard because people don't like a confident woman. They don't know how to control her. They don't know how to work with her. I'm not moldable. I'm not you can't put me in a box. I refuse to be put into a box. And if you try to, I'm going to kick and scream and do a lot of other things. So I really struggled with my confidence because I knew I was confident, but I kept being pushed down and hurt and like diminished and not bullied, but like trash talked and like Thankfully, I was never bullied in that sense of the word, but I was, my character was always being, you know, attacked. And I was always the bad guy because I was so confident. And it wasn't truly up until last year that in a situation with my old roommate, truly like it was killing me. Like I could not continue holding myself back to make someone else feel good about themselves. And it was, and then I realized that it wasn't even that she was doing that to me, that I was allowing her to not have to deal with her, to not have to deal with her commentary and stuff. I was choosing to hold myself back. So I would literally not have to worry, deal with her. And the only person I was hurting was myself. And it, it finally was like, it came to a point where like, if I don't stand up for myself, if I don't assert myself and I'm, if I, why am I hiding? I, it's my own apartment. I live here. Why am I hiding who I'm meant to be? I stopped doing that. And like a few other things happened. My life completely changed. And a year, that was a year ago. April will be, or no, February will be a year in a month. And like, if you would have met me a year ago, I was a completely different person. Not that I wasn't confident before, but like now it's true confidence. And 
a lot of mentors that I talk to now are like, like this guy today, this lawyer, like you were on the ball. You were very sure of yourself. You know what you want. Like that is impressive at such a young age. I'm 24, you know? And so that is so cool that for you, it was in high school and not say that since high school, things haven't happened where well, because of what you just said, it was the same thing happening to me. It was high school that like, I felt like people were like taking my confidence, like just me knowing, like I already knew how I was raised. I knew what I thought was right. I knew what I thought was wrong. And like, it was the same situation that I think that like a lot of people my age were like, we're going to like isolate ourselves from her because we don't know what she's trying to do or she thinks she's too good for us. If they don't understand you, they don't like you. Yeah. So I was like spending a lot of time by myself at some points. Like I had like friend groups, but no one, obviously, like I said, no one knows those moments, but like you hit like the target. It was that isolation of people taking the confidence the wrong way because it's such a foreign thing to like, why is she acting this way? Why is she this way? What? Like, I don't know that the same thing happened to me. That's why it happened so young because you know, high school's brutal, middle school's brutal. People don't like it to tell you and say it. So I was like, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not talking badly about anyone. I'm really making sure like that I do not disrespect anyone. So what is the issue? Why are people having issues with me? I thought I was being just nice, just bold person. I don't know. I really couldn't explain it. No, I know exactly what you mean. And I just, I'm so impressed that it was in high school for you because I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but like, I w- would be so curious to know the last seven years, how different they would be if I had had this realization that I had last year in high school. And I'm glad it all worked out the way that it did. I'm very grateful. Like everything happens for reason. I'm a firm believer in that, but just like, that is so impressive that it was in high school and like you, and, and it shows in law school, like you know, of course we all have our imposter moments, but you are going through it a lot more gracefully than I think I did. At least again, I only see very surface level, but I, I know that I didn't look nearly as put together as you have, you do during your first year going through all of this and knowing that you are going an untraditional route and that you are very confident person and dealing like, people are always say like the key is to be confident, but there's being confident comes with its own set of challenges, which is what we're talking about right now. And like you navigate it all so gracefully. And I think that's so impressive. And I, I wish I had that at such a young age. I mean, you're only a year younger than me, but that you, you've, but because you've had these, you know, you knew that about yourself. You, you, you chose to be unapologetic for yourself from a younger age than I did. I, it, it shows you've had, you've lived more time in that confidence. And I think that's so freaking cool. And I, it's, I don't know, like, <laughs> and like I said at the beginning, I know I'm graduating and like, I I'm moving home, but like, I'm excited to see where this takes you because it's oh. honestly so impressive. It built honestly, like that confidence built out like my sophomore year in college. So fast forward, like two years later, from that senior year moment of me being like, I cannot do this. I can't be friends with people that don't really know me or like don't in line with me or don't accept me and my confidence. Cause this is who at the root, this is who I am. And two years later, I had like chemicals in my hair to make my hair straight. Cause I was like, I do I hate my natural hair. I was like, I hate it. I hate it. Like most girls go, we hate damage all the things. And I chopped all my hair off. Like, 
literally had this much hair on my head. Um, like in the bathroom on a Tuesday, like in the middle of the week, right before like finals. And this is an undergrad. And I went to school the next day because I did it on the Tuesday like an idiot. So it was like night and day. Everyone had to see me the day before and everyone saw me the next day. And I just, again, that desperate point, I hit that point again because you change. I'm like, I just want to be myself. I want to be the most natural version of myself. So I literally had like a, like a moment. I chopped all the processed heat damage hair off my head. And I was like, I need it to be natural. And I was near bald for a very long time. And my hair started growing. But that confidence, not being able to rely on anything physical and just like, like I didn't have any hair, literally didn't have like, (laughs) and like, but like that whole, it's this moments you get to that point, I believe several times in your life, that like, even I felt over winter break, I was like, I just, I know that I feel myself conforming a little bit, like Bryce, like just do the traditional, like, I do want to practice all, I'll be very, like, uh, like, I'll love to like, get, I need to learn from someone, I will learn from someone, I will want to be out firm and learn from someone, but the end goal it's like, I do want to like, be an entrepreneur, but I will have to learn from someone to teach me those skills. You can't just go on your own blindly thinking that you know everything. You don't. You need mentors. You need people to teach you so you can do it later on. But it's just like that desperate point. I just keep getting to those points sometimes. I'm like, I can't stand. Even the straight hair, like knowing it wasn't mine and knowing like what my issue was with being natural. Like, why don't I like the things that I was born with? That was the point. Like, why do I hate my hair? So I talked to and here we are. <laughs> now I have hair. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, there is multiple m- moments and they, they do continue to come up. And, you know, that's that's you evolving and growing. But something you said at the beginning of that is that you you were in alignment with yourself, which is why you've been able to progress every time you have those moments Whereas for me, it was a lot of progressing, then regressing, progressing, then regressing up until last year when that change happened in February. And I, th- I think since then, I, every time those moments come, I'm progressing. And it's crazy as something inconsequential like hair can make such a difference. And, you know, with the natural hair movement we've been seeing the last few years, you, you see that women talking about that. So I think that's a, a cool moment. And um, you, you've touched on mentorship as well a few times. And I want to talk about that. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I not had mentors. And I don't think you have just one. I think you have multiple. And, you know, they teach you so many different things. And they get you through the door in so many different ways. And they give you all these opportunities that are up to you to pursue. But they they extend them to you. And I think that's something that you you talked about, you know, taking comp like, um, like things you want to embody from other people and having mentors that, you know, are doing different things than the traditional path and whatever career they choose and using that as like a principle you want to embody. I think that's a great, another great tool of having a mentor that doesn't get talked about a lot. Like a lot of people just talk about it as like, you know, mentor for jobs, but you can have mentors for so many other types of things. So I just wanted to touch on that as well. I thought that that was really cool that you mentioned that you have so many things going for you. I see a lot of myself in you and just that you are very 
you know you're sharing yourself you know what you want you know who you are and you know what you got to do to get there and I think that's super admirable and I just wanted to ask like you know not what's next for you because you still have two more years of school but where do you see you know and you kind of touched on it earlier like you you have so many products you want to be a part of and and so many things you want to do like where do you see this taking you your law degree boundless all these ideas that you have for yourself eventually ending up back in Atlanta like where do you see what do you see for yourself in the next few years honestly it has to be such a broad answer I just know I see myself like just helping people fulfilling my purpose and just being like just spreading good like how you're doing on this podcast like spread like being relatable while doing extraordinary things because when you see someone doing extraordinary different things like things that blow your mind like wow successful um just staying relatable and whatever I do just being honest like how you are being very honest about my path my experiences my journey, however you want to say it, like as I pursue, whatever it is that's going to be that thing or those things <laughs> that um, I'll end up doing, um, mostly I will say, I think it will be in some type of high level business. I hope internationally something, I hope like being able to see and interact with people, but just staying relatable. I just see myself like doing something big and staying relatable through the process. I think that's a great goal because I think we're we're seeing a big transition towards being relatable instead of being aspirational. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. And we talked about it a lot, but just if you could like quantify it, not that you have to, but just for the sake of this podcast, what do you, you see your purpose in life being? Like everything you do leads, like you're doing it because you, this is your purpose. Like what do you think your purpose is? Um, I think that my purpose, honestly, I think it goes back to being relatable and being someone that looks like me doing things that may have not been done before in the way I'm going to do them. Um. I think that representation is very important. So I think my purpose is just really being myself. I think I owe it to other people and people that will come after me to be myself and spread the tools and the resources that I like use to become whatever I am going to become. So I do think my purpose honestly is just to show, like just, I guess, just showing what I'm doing and telling people and spraying, like not keeping everything to myself, like not keeping all the secrets or all the, like, how do you start a business? How do you become like successful in whatever that means to you? Like, how do I do this? How do I get into law school? How do I do well? How, whatever it is, just, I think my purpose is just being myself and sharing that with other people. Cause I think it's kind of weird for people to be successful and then like not share that. I wholeheartedly agree. And I would also say, I think you owe it to yourself too, to, to you not, you don't just owe it to other people to not gatekeep, but you owe it to yourself as well. And I think that's a really beautiful purpose. And again, I think I see a lot of similarities between both of us. I think it'll be really cool to see 
where things go for you. So where can everyone find you and where can everyone find Boundless? Um, Boundless. So we're boundlessloungewear.com and then Boundless Loungewear on Instagram and Twitter, I believe too. And then my personal is Bryce with a Y and then Danny, D-A-N-I. Very short and sweet, but that's basically it. But I need to start popping off on TikTok like you and making reels. And it's like, I moments like I will say this um like to like I would have never known that you've had any like like points in your life that you had to like question yourself or like it's just funny how confidence works and like how I came into your life like at this point I don't know anything about your past and I think that that's a really powerful thing that to me seeing you as a 3L seeing you how we both have similarities how you're about to graduate and live like the life I'm going to be so jealous of seeing you out in the real world, back home in Florida, back in Miami, like doing what you're doing. Like to me, I'm like this, she is it. like, she is how I need to be. So it's just so crazy how like how things look at different points. Cause that's how I thought of you. I'm like, she is going to graduate like and leave like three months and get, go back home. Like how I want to go back home. She's doing the entrepreneurship. She has a podcast. She's popping off on social media. She's doing all the things. So I just think that that's like absolutely incredible how like you're operating because that's, you're like what I want to do. Like I want to graduate from law school and might have its ups and downs, but what you're doing is like the angle really that I want to do. So yeah, we do have a lot of similarities and I'm so excited where you go in three, four four months and how you like just explode into the things you started. Thank you. That means so much to me. And yeah, I mean, that's, and that's part of why I wanted to have this podcast is I wanted to show like the behind the scenes that we don't always get to see. And the way that you, same way you want to be relatable and you don't want to gatekeep. I I'm, I'm very much on that same page. I show the nitty gritty and the behind the scenes and the work behind the scenes as much as I can. I'm not obviously can won't show everything, but you know, I, I want people to know that you know, it took a lot of work to get to where I'm at. The person you're seeing now isn't who I've always been, but this is the truest form of myself right now. And so, yeah, I, I'm so happy we had this conversation and it means so much that I can be a mentor to you. I mean, I always would, I hope to be, and I want to be, but just hearing that you, you do see me that way just means so much. And I'll put everything in the show notes. so Everyone can go follow you and check out Boundless, but Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun. You too. Thank you so much. I know it was another long one, but you know, I just love the mic and I love getting to have these conversations and share them with you. And I hope you loved this episode as much as I did and you learned something, you gained something from it, that it inspired you, that it it just empowered you. There's so many good things in this episode, especially about confidence and looking at other people and not being jealous of them but embodying the confidence that they have and wanting to to learn those skills so you can be that too instead of putting others down for having that confidence that you wish you had so i just think there's so many great moments in this episode and i really hope you enjoyed them please leave a rating and review if you like this episode please subscribe to the show share it with a friend it's the best way to grow the show and if you are listening screenshot and tag us on instagram so we can reshare and see the love 
I hope you guys have a great weekend. I am off to a cabin to enjoy a much needed staycation. Don't be fooled. I'll definitely be working while I'm there, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I will keep you guys posted on Instagram, so be sure to follow me there. And I will let you guys know how the cabin was in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you.